morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. What a joy it is to be with you today. Thank you so much to all of you who listen each week, and thank you to our sponsors who sponsor us every month, Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center. We appreciate your support and those individuals who support us. Thank you. What a great day to be alive. What a great day just to experience God's joy. You know, there is joy in Jesus. There's joy in having a relationship with Jesus. There's joy in serving. I read something the other day that if you're looking for joy, get out there and serve the Lord. And if you're looking for joy, tell other people about the Lord and and the gospel and how he can be real in your life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I have an individual I'm going to interview and We want to talk to him about how he has found joy in serving. But before we get started, I'd like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this joy that we can feel when we serve you, when we realize that it is better to give than to receive. And so, Lord, may we take that attitude and may we tell others about this joy that we have found in you, because joy is possible when you have a relationship with you, and we know that to be true. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for being real in our lives, and every day will be a good day when we get real with you. Help us to do that today, and thank you for being here, being present with us in every moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today I have brought in a friend of mine who um, actually behind the scenes helps me um, with the recording of these shows. And you, you, no one would know that, but he is a person that when I think of someone who serves and serves without having to be in the spotlight or without having to have recognition, it's this person. So his name is Andy Jones. Welcome, Andy. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. How does it feel to be on this side of the microphone? Well, it's a little (laughs) different. (laughs) It is, yes. Well, and I want to thank you for serving. Not only do you help me with um, recording these shows and we we help do that, but you, you help so many people. I know that here at First Baptist Church, you serve and do so many things. What do you do here at this church? What kind of things to serve the Lord? How do you okay, serve? Well, right now, the thing that I'm most involved in is helping with the media center, um, hearing impaired, and have a cochlear implant, and I'm lucky to be able to hear it all, yet I work in the sound booth. Yeah, how does that work, Andy? <laughs> but I'm, I've got a lot of technical background, so I... I help with the videoing and uh, putting the videos on, uh, post-processing them Mm -hmm. and putting them on YouTube, and then I strip the audio out and put it on Podbeam, and then it goes on Google Drive and all the other places. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you because of what you do for the church and how you're learning there. You've also helped me, and and we've been able to get these prior episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Mm -hmm. Podcasts. And Podbean. And so our listeners that maybe missed a show mm-hmm. can tune in and do That's that. Right. And I know that you do that for the sermons at First yes. Baptist. Yes, I do that both for uh, First Baptist and I did that for you. Yes, yeah, so thank you. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. And it's just so good to share the gospel because, see, that's what you're doing mm-hmm. by helping us put these shows on on these different 
ways to hear it and helping the church, you're helping bring the gospel to life. Does that give you joy? Well, it does. I think anytime you serve the Lord, He's going to reward you, and you're going to you're going to feel good about it. And I look forward to it every Sunday. And mm-hmm. every Sunday is is a new Sunday, and and yeah, there's some problems, but I enjoy the technical problems and trying to work them out and get everything ready just in time for the service and all that's fun stuff. And mm-hmm. I enjoy it, and it and it blesses me. Yes, I, I can just see that it does, and. So tell us a little bit about um, you and your wife moving here to this area. You're retired, is that correct? Yes, I retired after 35 years with uh, Texas Instruments and Raytheon and uh, retired in 2007. And we, we, for a long time, we've had a lake place up here on Lake Cypress, a little cabin. And we, uh, after retiring, my wife was a school teacher at uh, Rockwall. And when she retired, and I retired, and we decided to uh, move full-time up here on the lake. And the problem was this was a big change because all of our friends and our church, everything was in Rockwall. And, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Well, here we were looking at leaving, but I just felt like I needed to move out to the lake. I love the lake. I, I, I feel at home on the lake. I grew up in Florida. We did a lot of fishing down there, and up here is, just reminds me of my childhood. So I, uh, I said, let's just go ahead and move up here. Well, her parents live not far from here. And that helped Liz make that decision. She'd be closer to her parents. And uh, so we came up here, but we didn't know anybody. We didn't have a church. And we had given up a, a big mega church, Lake Point. And uh, I knew we wouldn't find another one like that out here. So did you feel God's calling on your life almost like you just felt this urgency or this 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 feeling that it's time to go? It's time to move Very now. definitely. That's uh, really neat. Here I was retired. And I was living in Rockwall, and I don't know. I just, uh, I just didn't see myself staying there in retirement. I, uh, I'm nothing against Rockwall. I love Rockwall, uh, but for me personally, I was so much happier at the lake. And we still had that cabin up there, so we would come up here quite a bit. And and I didn't want to go back home, so that's when I thought, you know, it'd be nice just to tear down this old cabin and build a house that we can live in. And, and move up here. And uh, so anyway, so that's what we did. I just felt not comfortable after I retired that I wanted to do something, move somewhere. So av- after y'all moved here, how did y'all um, get involved? You said you didn't know anyone. So what was the first thing that you decided to do? Was it to find a church? Yeah, the first thing, we wanted to get involved in a church. That was a big part of our life. And we had left a great church and and now we were out, and what I figured I would find is I'd be in a little church, and everybody there was related to everybody else, and I was the odd man coming in there, but I was wrong. When we were, we looked at all the churches in, in this area in Mount Vernon and Mount Pleasant, tried to decide which one's going to be more like Lake Point where we left. Well, of course, none of them, and... Uh, so we thought, well, we'll just start and we'll just visit each one mm-hmm. on a Sunday and just see which one works for us. So we went to First Baptist Church in Mount Vernon. And uh, when we went there, I knew right off the bat that that was where I was supposed to be. And we never looked at another church. Yeah. Well, when you say and, you knew you were supposed to be here, do you get a feeling or do you get like almost 
what does that look like for someone who might be looking for a place to belong? When I got there, I'm very hearing impaired. I could hear the teacher loud and clear. Really? He had a very strong voice and articulated very well, Mm -hmm. and I could really hear him well. That was a clue. The second clue was while I was still visiting, somebody knocked on the door in our Sunday school class, Bible study class, and they said, is there an Andy Jones in there? And they said, well, yeah, I think he's a visitor back here. I said, we need to talk to him. So they pulled me out of class. Now I'm a visitor. Yeah, and you're like, what? Am I in trouble? What's going on here? And it was one of the staff secretaries, and she said, the pastor needs your help. And I thought, I don't even go here. I mean, I'm I'm just visiting, you know. Mm -hmm. So she took me down through the church and out to the end of the sanctuary to the back of the sound booth. There was a missionary that was there, and he had a laptop, and he was trying to hook it up to the computer or to the monitor so that he could show a video of his uh, work that he's done. Uh, he had a video to show the church during his speech. He was going to speak in the service, and he had to have this video. Well, nobody could figure out how to make that work. And so somebody said, well, Andy Jones is visiting. He knows how to do that. So he came. Well, I fixed it. I got him working. And that's when I realized maybe there, this is the church. I can make a difference here. I can help out. And there's things that I can do that maybe they need. And so I just felt like maybe the Lord is calling me to this mm-hmm. church. Wow, that's a great story. I've never heard you tell that. And I love how you were able to help. And now yeah. it didn't stop there. You're doing so much through the media center. Well, the thing is, the Lord doing... a, right. showed me how to do that. Yes. I don't think, I, I don't feel like I know much of anything. But when I yeah. went, you know, for me, when I work with technology, I do some amazing mm-hmm. things, but it's not me. I see the Lord saying, I'm going to push this button. So I push it, and it fixes it. I want to talk about that a minute, because I agree with you. We have tasks before us or things we have to do, and a lot of times they seem impossible. How in the world are we going to do this? But you said something very important. You didn't do it. I mean, yes, Yes. you have to be the hands and feet and be willing and be obedient, but the Lord through you does Mm -hmm. it. And there's a scripture um, from Ephesians, Ephesians 3, 20. He can do more exceedingly than we can ever ask or imagine that's right. through the power at Amen. work within us. And so that's what you're talking about. The Amen. Lord will strengthen us. He will help us get through. He will help us finish whatever it is. But we have to ask and yes. we have to believe and have that faith. So did you see your faith growing here? As oh, you- well, there's no question my faith has grown. No question. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never taught an adult class, and they asked me to teach one Sunday, and it was awesome. I couldn't believe it. I've never taught an adult class. And I teach these people, and they all just thought it was great. And so I started teaching for several years as one of the teachers in that class. And that was a blessing, and I grew a lot through that. And, uh, and I've grown just through serving uh, uh, the church and the various needs, and I'm seeing that it's not my power, but it's the Lord's power. And if the Lord wants to use me, He'll give me what I need to do it. And and that's that's been a real blessing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Andy, I understand that you help serve people in need in Franklin County at the Franklin County Food Bank. What is your job at the Franklin County Food Bank? Well, Jill, I'm uh, responsible for the boxes. We generate a lot of empty boxes as food goes comes in, and they empty the boxes, and I have to break them down and tie them up, and, uh, and then they're taken down to Brookshire's. And they compact them and recycle them. They just put them with their boxes, and, and they're going through their system. And I want to thank Brookshire's for their help with that because that's a, that's a big help to us in, in dealing with the boxes. Yes, I know dealing with boxes is a big help. And, in fact, my aunt and uncle work at the food bank. They volunteer there, and they've told me how much you do help them. Mm-hmm. Your job is so very important, so thank you. Let's talk a little bit about the food bank. How many people in need do you serve each month would you say we serve uh anywhere from 80 to this last month we had 130 which was the most we've had so far so uh, so it varies from month to month and uh, during covid we had a lot more coming because of people's needs but we're, we're running roughly 100 average that is amazing and tell us a little bit about what you provide is it like a shopping place where you go and shop for small food items, like a yeah. little grocery store? Is that- well, it's just like a grocery store, a small grocery store, and we have shelves with food on it, very similar to a small grocery store. That sounds amazing. So how is is the food bank funded? It's funded by 100% by private in, uh, donations. And uh, there's enough people with uh, with it on their heart to help mm-hmm. something like this that money comes in and it pays for the, the the air conditioning and all the cost of maintaining the building plus the food, and uh, we're able to uh, to buy the food at a discount, which also helps. In so that's how we that's how we do that. And tell us where is the food bank located, and it's what are on, your hours too? Okay, well the food bank's in Mount Vernon in Franklin County, and it's on eight twenty two Leftwich Road, and we're open every Tuesday from twelve to two, and every Thursday from four to five thirty. But remember, each resident can only come one time each month, but that one time can be on any Tuesday or any Thursday. And how can you shop there? Are there requirements that you have for shopping and being a part of this? Well, yes, you have to be a resident of Franklin County. And you're also, your income has to, to uh, be below a certain level. Um, and, and like I say, you can only come once a month, but you can come on any of those days that it's open. What a wonderful, wonderful ministry here in Franklin County. So if you're listening and you know someone that, that may benefit from this, that is a resident of Franklin County and might want to to be able to shop, just show up on a Tuesday from 12 to 2 or Thursday from 4 to 5.30, and someone there will help you and see if you do qualify. So thank you, Andy, for sharing that, and thank you for your service. That is just so wonderful. Well, it's been a real blessing. So you hit the ground running. You wanted to serve in the church and outside the church and the food bank. 
What about um, just your circle of friends? Because I know there are people out there that are looking to get involved or find friends. When you move to a new community, it's hard to find friends. Well, I definitely have found friends. There's no doubt about that. I've got more friends now than I had in Rockwall. And uh, all the friends have come through the church, either directly or indirectly, but uh, we, there's some great people mm-hmm. at First Baptist, and I have really been blessed to get to know them. And then just to some neat people in the mm-hmm. community. So I've been blessed getting to know them. So as you serve, you meet people, yes. and you, you develop friendships. Yes. I know also last year, and you did this for probably four years, you mentored for the program that yes. I'm involved in. With It's called Mount Vernon Cares, yes. and you had a couple of students that you mentored. And I know... You really enjoyed that, and you pray for those students. And I They've, still pray. I uh, The student I was seeing had a lot of uh, physical problems, and, uh, my, you know, I just love that kid. And he was he was a neat kid, but he had some issues. And so, so, yes, I prayed for him, and I tried to help him and do all I could for him. When his family decided to move, and they left, uh, I was left without a, a kid. I had him on my prayer list. He's still on my prayer list. I still pray for that kid every day, and it's been a couple of years now. And I still pray for him because I know if anybody needs a touch from the Lord, it's that little young mm-hmm. man. He's got a lot. He's got a big heart. He's got a lot of potential, but he's got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And. I know God can make him into somebody yes. special. And, and he he will and he does, and that's so wonderful. Now, speaking of prayer, I know we interviewed you several years ago, and you were talking to us about prayer and how important it is not only to pray for other people, that's so important, but to also pray for healing for ourselves or yes. for things that how we need to change and grow and and so tell us a little bit about what you prayed about and a little bit about that situation that you was mean going for on me in your personally? Yes, about yes. that relates to your health. Tell well, us a little I know bit that about that. In 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 my health, you know, I've had my ups and downs and I know that uh, a while back I had a problem with my hearing and and I had the tinnitus that was associated with it and it, it became very problem. Tell us what tinnitus is for those that tinnitus aren't familiar. Tinnitus is buzzing and ringing in the ear and I was losing my hearing and the tinnitus was getting louder and louder and it finally got to where it sounded like a jet engine oh. and I knew I couldn't just keep going that way. Well, finally I realized that I wasn't I was busy praying for everybody else. My prayer list had all kinds of names on it, <clears throat> but my name was not on there. And I realized that the greatest tool we have is prayer. And I wasn't using that. I was busy praying for everybody else. And so that's when I realized I needed to pray for me. So I had a fireside, literally, I was sitting next to the fireplace, and I prayed to the Lord and said, please, you've got to help me. That Do something. Well, that worked, and and he did help me, and he's given me the grace to deal with it, and and he's I don't hear it right now, for an example, so he he definitely changed it. Well, as a result, that has enabled me to do more for the Lord, and a lot of the things that I'm doing I could not have done had he not done that, and uh, 
So I, that opened up the door for me to do a lot more things. Plus, that energized me. When I saw that I no longer had that problem with my tinnitus, that, that got my attention. And that's when I realized that, well, you know, God did hear me. He likes those fireside chats. And uh, he could tell us praying from my heart. And he could see down the road. He could see all the things he had for me. And he knew that I needed to be able to to hear and I needed to be able to uh, not be suffering from this this loud noise. That is such a great, great example about the power of prayer. And I think a lot of people are like you were. They don't want to pray for themselves. They feel like, well, I don't need to pray for that little thing that's or I don't need to pray for my health. Someone else is praying. But God wants us to pray. No prayer is too little or too big for God. He wants to hear everything. You know, in the scripture, it says, ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. This is such an example of that. You asked, you received your hearing, Mm -hmm. and now look at you. Your joy is full because you're able to use your gifts and your talents to serve the Lord in various ways. Well, see, there's a lot I could talk about, but in the the tiniest is one of them, but then... I still was losing my hearing, and that's when I was able to get a cochlear implant, and then I had a great result from that. I mean, I could hear real well with a cochlear implant, and that was answer prayer. And uh, that's so, amazing. So that, and here again, that could not—I could not be doing the thing. I couldn't work in the sound booth if I was totally deaf, and. And so it's, it's opened up a lot more doors, the fact that he is giving me my hearing back. Do you hear God's voice ever? I mean, Definitely. Tell us about that. I know when uh, I was at home one day years ago and I, my hearing was going, all of a sudden I went totally deaf. I was watching TV and I, and I kept, couldn't, couldn't hardly hear it, and I kept bumping up the volume control, and then I could hear it okay, then I couldn't hear it anymore. Then I'd bump it up some more. Pretty soon I had it up loud enough I could feel it, the, the, the vibrations on my clothes. I could tell the TV was blasting. I could barely hear it, and then I couldn't hear it at all. I was totally deaf, and I thought, well, I guess it's happened. And and I wasn't upset uh, I felt like, well, I'll, I'll just deal with it. If I can't watch TV, I can always turn on the radio. Then I thought, no, I can't do that either. And then I thought, well, you know, I can't do much. But, you know, I can still hear God. I can still hear Him loud and clear. And I, and I believe that. And I believe there's never a time that I'm not going to be able to hear God, mm. even if I'm deaf. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I love the wind blowing, you know, when you're outside and you can feel the wind. It just reminds me of God's power. We can't necessarily see, but we can hear that wind. We can see the effects of the wind, but we don't know where it's coming from. And in the same way, it's almost like we need to open our eyes, open our ears. And God wants to show us some things and, and speak to us. And so how powerful your testimony is. Well, so, Andy, is there anything else you would like to say to someone who maybe doesn't know the God that you serve, doesn't believe? I know you have it in your heart to share with as many people as you want, friends, strangers, anyone. You want them to know this, Lord. You want them to have the saving grace 
So what would you say as we close today? Well, I know for me it's very important to, to read God's Word. Because if you don't read God's words, you run a risk of creating your own God. You tweak him the way you want him to be. And that's not the real God. That's idol worship. And so without reading the Bible, we're at risk of not uh, understanding that joy and that peace and that relationship to God. So I think reading God's word is important. I also think it's very important to be involved in a good church and one that preaches the word and is not ashamed of the word that will that will preach it whether we like it or not because when we don't like it it's God telling us we need to think about that and change something in our life and I know that when we moved up here I wasn't worried at all about finding friends in a great church I knew we would uh, this is before I visited the First Baptist, but I'll tell you something interesting that happened. There was When they were building our house, one of the workers, he told me that, uh, I told him I was a Christian and I didn't know anybody and I was going to uh, go to a church and visit. And I said, I'll tell you what will happen when I do that. And he says, what's that? When I go to that church, the first day I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to be welcomed into a Bible study class, and they're going to be glad I'm there. They'll welcome me into the service. There'll be people around me. Well, hi, thank you for visiting. And somebody will even say, hey, let's go out and have lunch. And somebody will take me out to lunch. Now, when I went to First Baptist Church, I walked in the door. Shannon Hassel met me there and welcomed me. And then took me to the Bible study and said, this is where you can visit. So I did that. Then when I went in, he and he and his wife, Cindy, sat next to me and Liz when we were sitting in the uh, sanctuary, you know, so we would sit by somebody we knew. And when it was over, he said, Andy, how about we go out to eat? And he took me to, to to uh, the Mexican place in town and, and bought my meal. And I thought, wow, that's exactly what I told that guy that was working on my house. But that's so true. When we move to a new area, we can quickly make friends by getting involved in a church. And those people love us, and they're awesome, and they can be that help that we need, even though we don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And through the church welcoming you, gives you an opportunity to serve and oh, to yes. get grow your relationship That's with exactly Christ. Right. You said and that I have grown a too. lot since joining First yes, Baptist. Yes. Amen. Well, Andy, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing how we all can get involved and serve and find joy and how important prayer is and, and the word of God. So we hope that if you're listening that you've heard some things that will encourage you to step out there get involved, serve, find a church where you can be welcomed and enjoy your service to the Lord. And it's all for God's glory, right? That's right. All for all God's for glory. the Lord. Well, let me close us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for Andy and Liz and how they serve in this community and in this church. And Lord, we just praise you for what you're doing through people like the Joneses and that they are going out there and just giving you all that they can and and 
hearts, giving you their best yes. May we all go out there and just serve where you put us, grow and bloom where you plant us. And Lord, help other people to do that as well. We thank you for those people you've put in our life who bring us a little bit closer to you each and every day. Thank you, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved.